Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today we are covering WCW Saturday Night on TBS from June the 15th of 1991. This is the Thanksgiving episode, which means at the very end of this show, instead of the outro music, you're going to get the annual tradition like no other, which is how to get through the holiday meal blessing at Thanksgiving. And per the usual... A BTT-style holiday meal blessing. It's the annual clip that we play every single year. And per the usual, we always drop the Thanksgiving show a day early on Thanksgiving Eve. So if you're wondering why you're listening to this show at 7 p.m. on Wednesday night instead of Thursday, that is why. It gets dropped on Wednesday so you can listen to the holiday meal blessing BTT-style and so that you can follow our directions on what we want you to do at your family's Thanksgiving meal. Now, Doc, on that note, what's going on, man? How you doing? I just want to say uh, welcome, everybody, to the most punctual two-man booth in all of booths, the uh, the most time-conscious two-man booth in, in, in the history of recorded everything. Uh, I'm doing well. I'm, I'm, I got to say I'm, I'm blessed, and uh, happy, happy Thanksgiving, gobble-gobble motherfuckers. Out there to everybody. Um, I'm expecting the Cowboys to win this year on Thanksgiving, which always improves the day for me. Um, by the time that the people get this, we will have have beat the Packers in Green Bay, which will be tasty as all hell. Can't wait for that game. But I'm going to probably miss the game, son. I'm probably not going to get to see it. And so um, you and I have some Ute Ute sports stuff coming up. Um, as we speak, it's a, it's a morning time. It's about eight 45 in the morning. It's about 50 degrees outside and it is pouring down rain. Now this rain is going to get out of the way, but it is going to be cold this weekend. And I believe you are going to be sitting out in the cold for a playoff football game tonight. Is that correct? Yeah, I think it's gonna be like 40 degrees tonight. You better bundle up brother. She's already talking about she ain't going. So we'll see. (laughs) Yeah, I ain't going to sit out there. Okay, you've been, uh, you've been about, to, about to, it all year. Way to support the kid. Nice. Yeah, right, exactly. Well, we what I learned, because um, we have a soccer tournament this weekend. Chile. And, and it's a full one-hour drive to where we're going. And it's both Ooh. days. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, um, full days. And, and we have a big enough break on the first day that we're going to come home and then make that trip again. 
Hmm. Um, yeah. But what I learned is, is that you layer up with undergarments and you, you invest in the right kinds of gloves, like ski stuff, bro, you'll be warm and it's not that bad. I'm not worried. Uh, you know, it's not going to be pleasant. Not everything in life is easy, but you know, if you, you just, if, if you apply yourself a little bit, you can figure it out. Right. I think so. Yeah. It's okay. not hard. I, I, just I, put I some agree. clothes on. Just put some clothes okay. on. So we're not, we're kind of all over the place here with our timing because we're getting to that part of the year where we're trying to accommodate holiday schedules. You have had some personal issues um, that if you know you, you know you. Um, we've also, so, so this may not all be timely, but what is timely is we are smack, we are coming to the end when people hear this, but when we record it, we're straight up smack dab square in the middle of your motherfucking birthday month, brother. Oh, come on. What are you doing, <laughs> man? Look, Doc and I are recording this episode several weeks in advance, and that's that. Um, you know, I, I mentioned I mean, it on a turning, patron show. You're turning what, 52? I mentioned it on a patron show. Um, the, the, the discussion of timely current events is not happening the way it normally would because uh, this thing is not going to air for almost another two and a half weeks uh, that we're recording this. Had a death in the family, so we recorded a few shows and they're in the can but we for wanted, when we... We were um, talking about your birthday, brother. What did you do? How did you celebrate another year on the planet? Um, I woke up, I worked oh. the shoot job, and I now, that's not watched Tales from the Territories that that's, night. That, well, that sounds good. Exactly. Did your, did your boo make you feel special? I don't know. She bought me a bottle of Hennessy. Well, that seems pretty special. And I guess. Hennessy retweeted it because I tagged them in it, and they That's finally nice. gave me the rub. Yeah. All right. Well, you're you're a social media superstar. How about that? Uh, something like that. Now I got another question for you because we didn't had a chance to talk about this. Do you feel like your G E A U X Tigers? have a legitimate chance to sneak into the college football playoffs this year? No, only because I think what ends up happening is they make it to the SEC title game. It, it, best case scenario. I don't know if they're – dude, Arkansas – we're recording this before they play Arkansas, and people are going to be like, Arkansas? Arkansas, for whatever reason, no matter their ranking or non-ranking, always battles LSU really tough, no matter how good LSU usually is. So – um. I think Arkansas may give them some problems. And again, you never know how these things shake out as uh, going through the end of the year. But even if they run the table the rest of the way and then they go into Atlanta for the SEC title game against Georgia, I don't think they can beat Georgia, especially okay. in Atlanta. And um, I think um, as long as Tennessee wins out from here on out, I think Tennessee and Georgia get in. I, I, don't, I don't know. Now, if they beat well, Georgia, that'll be interesting because they'll have two losses. Oh, they're in. See, they beat Georgia and, there. Yeah, and I think the Booker man's gonna be like, we don't give a shit. They're the SEC champions, That's and they right. have no. It doesn't matter that they have two losses. I agree. With you. I agree with you. Now, just know out there, if you're listening, I hope that all your teams lose. Okay. Whatever team that you went to school or you didn't go to school, but you live in the area and are fake claiming that you went to school, whatever college team that you're rooting for, I hope y'all all lose. Who is you? Everybody, Listen, I, all the listeners. Oh, I got yeah. you. 
Because when, and it's not that I'm mean, trying to be mean to y'all, but when everybody loses, this shit gets chaotic. And then there's heat. And I love heat. Well, Clemson lost, and I know you love that. Oh, I love that, but I also think that the Booker man is sitting there trying to calculate. He's got his abacus out, trying to calculate ways that he can he can get Notre Dame back in the picture. <laughs> uh, that's not gonna happen. I don't. I don't. That's that's, a, that's an impossibility. But you can't tell me it hadn't been the scenario planning hadn't been tried at the Booker man office. Oh yeah, they're uh, they're trying to figure out a way to get three SEC teams, and that's what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll see. So, so um, another thing here, you've been uh, recently um, telling me that you're you're done with AEW. You're just out. Is this? Are you? I, <laughs> I just I can't I can't look. I, I've said my piece about I think Punk was wrong on a few levels with what he did. You know, go back and listen to that. It's a YouTube clip. So if you want to hear what we had to say about you know why Punk was wrong. Um, and why the EVPs were wrong. But I just can't take a promotion serious that runs a sham of an investigation and thinks that it's okay for a handful of EVPs to brum us another talent and start some shit. Now, again, you can say Punk started it. Hey, I, I, I say Punk had some wrongdoing in it. But when you're an EVP, you're held to a higher level. The EVP, if Doc gets on Twitter or Facebook or whatever platform his wife has and starts cursing out the EVP of uh, his territory, well, the EVP is not going to come knock on Doc's door to whip some ass. It will be dealt with accordingly. And I'm out. I can't. I can't with their bullshit. It's, it's a, it has turned into a joke. And that's not because I'm a punk fan. It's because... I just don't like watching bullshit, and that's where I'm at. Okay, well, continued success to AEW. How about that? By the way, speaking of that, did you see what Dave, um, I'm sorry, um, Eric Bischoff had did an episode on the No Limit Soldiers, which, um, God, I, I hate to tell EZE he got something wrong, but I've actually talked to Big Swole, so there were some things that, according to Big Swole, were wrong. Maybe Big Swole had it wrong. Maybe so. Maybe so. Maybe we'll get a version, uh, getting a different version. But um, I'm not trying to pick on Bischoff here. But I mean, Bischoff's yeah. not my favorite person. But yeah, well, I mean, a broken clock is right twice a day, too. I think it's very on brand for you to only listen to his show when it's about Master P. So Bischoff had a quote in that. Man, let me tell you something. Master P worked hard, and he's not stupid, but he was. Dude, that music was not good. I disagree. There's a lot of stuff in there that's not good because he made so much. But hey, man, he flooded he flooded the market with with a bunch of substandard music. Mm, there's some stuff that still is good today. That's all I'm gonna say. But Bischoff said, and, and honestly, my feeling on the No Limit Soldiers before I say what Bischoff said about AEW is if you were an actual fan of the No Limit Soldiers and No Limit Records, I should say No Limit Records, they weren't the No Limit Soldiers, No Limit Records. If you were a fan of them, you would know that, in my personal opinion, they did not catch No Limit at their peak. 
And I believe that was part of the problem. Wrestling never oh. catches anything cultural at their peak. So that was, if if you are a fan of No Limit, or were a fan of No Limit back then, you would know that they didn't catch them at their peak, and that contributed to some of what may or may not have worked with the angle. Now, as I say that, I believe Kurt Henning had a blast doing that with the rap is crap. I think those guys all worked their asses off. I was into it, still into it. One of these years, we're going to get to that moment, right? Mm. And we could talk more about it then. But it was a very entertaining. And um, it sounded like Kurt Henning had a wonderful time doing that whole angle. That's eight years from now. We're still going to be doing this in eight years? Yeah, I hope God. so. I know. Jeez. Really? <laughs> But on to what I was going to say about not only the No Limits soldiers angle, but so Bischoff, and I'm guessing he does this on every episode. He, you know, old Conrad, our friend. Hey, Conrad, how are you? I know you're listening. I know you love us. It's cool. We No heed here, brother, right? Um, seriously, um, Conrad and I are, are, are cool. Uh, anyway, him and Bischoff are talking, and as always, they are going over the Wrestling Observer from the time, and they're ripping apart lots of stuff with the No Limit Soldiers and everything that was done. And well, Bischoff goes off at one point and says, "You know something, Conrad? Dave is an AEW fanboy and a surrogate. He might as well be on their payroll if he's not already." If Dave applied the same sensibility to what he's seeing now versus Nitro in the late 90s with his buddies in AEW, he'd be shredding them. But he doesn't because Tony pats him on his head and gives him cookies. (laughs) Piz up. (laughs) Nothing more condescending than saying you being pat on the head and giving cookies. That's that's not helpful. That's freaking great. No, so I'm not, not the helpful. biggest Bischoff fan. That, that's not, I don't that's hate not him. Nice. I don't hate Bischoff. He's just I'm just not the biggest fan of his. I think he tells his own version of history too and lies. But that was a tremendous quote that hit the bullseye right on the head by old fanboy Meltzer for his well, AEW. Here's the real question. What are we going to do with a guy that in all reality probably doesn't have a clue on what he's doing with this wrestling business but is not going to run out of money? Because most of the time these problems take care of themselves because some Mud show jackass just runs out of money. The only thing I think you can do is you can hope that he gets tired of running it and it just wears so much on him that he's just like, I'm going to sell it. Okay. And then what he sells it for and who buys it. (laughs) Wouldn't it be you imagine if wwe buys it like Come let's on. assume let's assume let's assume it it remains i told you, know, you what's gonna happen with the family that that has wwe right now Let, let's just assume 
you know, I know Vince is out, but let's just, you know, WWE hadn't been sold. Let's assume, you know, Stephanie Shane are all still involved. Let's assume that they were to buy AEW. Like, I think that's actually the only thing that would, I think that's the only course of action if he were to sell it. But I don't know. Who knows? Completely hypothetical when I say that. But go ahead. What else were you saying? Oh, nothing. Nothing. You didn't agree with Bischoff's statement? I don't think we know enough to say these kinds of things. Okay. So first off, we ain't saying nothing. I am taking a direct quote, and I typed it verbatim of what he said. So I don't know. It feels like you're jumping in on this. No, I just think it's hilarious that he called I, Dave a fanboy. I'm trying to play it lighter with a lighter touch because I I'm not wanting to be drug into this. What you're trying to get into? Oh, okay, okay. What? Right, right, right. I mean, I right. you know, I just don't. Not everybody needs to be. In a fight all the time. That's all I'm saying. Okay. And I just all told right. you that now that Dubba J's in there, he's going to trade about four or five gold, global, fo- global force gold bars to Shad Khan and, and take over the promotion. He ain't going to. He will. No, that's not going to happen. That ain't going to happen. That is not going to happen. Global Force Gold. What a work that was, huh? He was selling gold bars. No, he wasn't. Jesus Christ. Boy, these wrestlers. As as I said on Twitter last week, and Mikey and DFW co-signed for me, Carney's gonna Carney, bruh. Hey, is if it's not gold, it's fucking jet skis and beach rentals at the at, out on Waikiki Beach. No, so he guys, was just working. Well, yeah, and so here's the thing. You know, we, we continue, if you're not a patron, we continue to cover the recent Tales from the Territory series on Vice. And uh, we just recorded Polynesian Pro Wrestling. It's probably been out, though, now for quite a while when this gets listened to. And uh, if you're not a patron, I think it's time that you become one. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. You get uh, not only that, you get the recent Clash of the Champions and the paper, uh, what was it, Super Brawl that we did, the W World Clash shows, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. We got ECW shows on there, NWA Power with Sparks and a Little Fella Half Pint. All of that available, the ECW show with Mike and JV, all of that available on Patreon, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Great way to support the show, and you get tons of extra stuff, tons. By the way, Clash of the Champions that we did, Doc, the PN News, uh, Salt and Pepper, well, actually Pepper and Spinderella, along with Johnny B. Bad and Teddy Long, glorious, worth the price of admission. Hey, it was it was great all the way around. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Okay, Doc, we need to keep the show moving. Uh, you ready to get to the five star reviews? Or you got something else on this Thanksgiving love, Eve? No, no, no. I hope everybody is starting to get their drink on and they're cooking on and they're listening to this. And then nothing better to listen to than five star reviews. We got this one um, in from Kenny from St. Louis, and he says, looking for something new. And boy, this is a great one. This proves that you don't always have to just be a, a mud show flipper flopper and diver. 
This is just a straight up good meat and potatoes review. Thanks, Kenny. He says, I was born and raised on wrestling at the chase. Been a fan of pro wrestling for 50 plus years. The world of podcasts, wrestling podcasts, was very new to me until 2018. I found the Huntsville guy and enjoyed Tony Schiavone's show, but needed something new. I took a chance on BTT and I've been hooked ever since. Mike, Doc, and Harper are the best. If you're a fan of JCP or most any Southern wrestling, you'll love these guys. Place all sensitivities aside and enjoy the ride. Thanks, guys, for doing what you do. Kenny from St. Louis. That's a hell of a review. Yeah, Kenny, you stay safe out there, because from what I understand, St. Louis is like the most dangerous city in America. Okay, I have no clue what you're talking about, it's but I love it. The... Seriously, it's like statistically like the murder capital of, of the country. So, you know, protect your neck. Well, Kenny, I thank you. This is a glorious review, especially knowing that you grew up going to Wrestling at the Chase and been a fan for a very long time. And um, we're glad you found us, and thank you very much. I'm always interested how people find this little Outlaw Mud Show production, right, Doc? It's it's always very interesting. So We've been you. over here for a while just waiting for people to stumble on us, you know? So we got a – and thank you again. Thanks again, Kenny. Very much appreciated. Leave your five-star reviews on iTunes and Apple on Podcast Attic, and we will read it on air. So with that said, we got two more reviews actually on Podcast Attic. And ironically, one of these reviews came from someone we mentioned on the last show, not the clash, but the last Saturday night, and that was Best Dave Ever over on Twitter. And Best Dave Ever, ever put on Podcast Attic, he says, if you like wrestling, spelled Rasslin, R-A-S-S-L-I-N, that's Rasslin, your humor dirty and no ads every seven minutes, then this is the podcast for you. He says, I found the show in the fall of 2019 and have been hooked ever since. Doc, Mike, and Harper truly do it old school and call it in a ring, which makes them the goats of podcasting. Others have tried, but no one, and I mean no one, covers old school better than BTT. Now remember, Doc, this is the gentleman, fine Christian man, you know, fine Christian mm. wrestler, uh, gentleman wrestler, who who has gone back also and re-listened to tons of our old shows uh, a number of times, the Saturday Night and Smoky Mountain. I think he's been through Smoky Mountain three times by now. Yeah. So he... That, that, I mean, that that's commitment, and it's appreciated. So thank you, best Dave ever. I got one more, too. Oh, okay, Dave. let's hear that one. From Jesse Lucas, 1980, um, another BTT Hall of Fame patron, as well as best Dave ever is a BTT Hall of Fame patron. Uh, Jesse Lucas says, uh, with his five-star review, the best there is, was, or ever will be. Mike, Doc, and the superstar have set the bar for shenanigans and filthy fun so ludicrous, ludicrously high for a podcast that the rest might as well tap now. They in all tap. seriousness, yeah. In all seriousness, this is a phenomenal podcast. Listening to the boys talk old school wrestling is always a delight and never fails to brighten my day. They talk a lot of shit and keep it entertaining. So subscribe, sit back, and enjoy the show. Hey, Jesse, thank you very much. I greatly appreciate it. Talking shits I mean, while we started this. I mean, that's what that's all it is, man. I mean, that's that's just the 
the, the basics of it, right? But uh, some great, you know, like three of them, three great five-star reviews. I love it. Yeah. We are continuing our path towards world domination, and it feels good. Yeah, I mean, you could. our body of work is growing. Our brain, what do you call it? That, brain, I have what? a feeling that when we become dictators, we're going to be benevolent dictators. How do you think? You think so? I would, not you, but yes. What? You don't, I, I would, I would be very benevolent. You? Okay. Eh. I don't know. Okay. You, you don't well, agree? Um, I just would, I would probably increase the number of naps that I take, probably. The, I could see that. Yeah. Uh, one other, one other thing, Doc. Um, we did get a, was one new patron this week, and he is Israel. So thanks for signing up and becoming a patron. He did tell me via email he has been a very, 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 very long time uh, listener, he found the show I think a few several years back, and he uh, said I had to sign up and support the show. He's like, you "There you go." This. So, yeah, so, good stuff, Israel. You know, I was thinking about this holiday meal we're all about to consume, and it's it's you know it's always good food, and you know you're trying to work in your especially for me your football around it. Here's what I want you to do this year. Because sometimes you got to change up, so you can do what we're going to play at the end. That'll that that that's evergreen. That'll work whenever. But this year, what I want you to try to do is work in the word "woke" as many times as no, you can. No, don't do that. Don't but do not that. to don't. mean politically woke. What time did you? I woke up at and just keep saying woke as many times as you can, but not in that way and see if anybody picks up on it. They'll pick up on it immediately and somebody's going to say something. <laughs> well, then you can have a nice discussion and, and, and really share and air out and share your grievances and differences with your family right. members. Right. <laughs> well, here's sure. the thing. People are like, we shouldn't talk about it because it's Thanksgiving. Well, not talking about this shit is why we can't talk about shit. Uh, I need to say one thing before we go to this uh, review portion of the show. Thanksgiving is like your favorite holiday because you get to have Papa Doc over there. And while the Cowboys are on, not he doesn't shut up every damn play that doesn't work, which that has to happen a lot. With your team, and he he just does not shut up. We're not doing that. This miserable. Year. Oh, y'all not? No, okay. we got a different plan. I'm gonna be out of town. Okay. Lawanda's well, house. Oh, how about that. Thanks for the yeah, invite. Yeah. So Appreciate now it. I get to get up there the day before because she didn't have cable or satellite and figure out my streaming services. Wow. Sounds pretty miserable. Can't stand people that cut the cord, man. Why? <laughs> I mean, do they I, not have a regular TV? It's not like it's on cable. It's, it's on, on. Is it on Fox or what's it on Fox or or CBS? I don't know, but what? You're not saving not that much money because you're collecting these subscriptions to okay. all these streaming services, and you just want to be able. It's like telling motherfuckers that you're a vegetarian. That's what this is. Oh, I cut the cord. Is the new I'm a vegetarian. Okay, he doesn't know what he's talking about, people. I'm not trying to offend the vegetarians today. <laughs> but anyway, oh, my God. Get you a steak, 
and sit down in front of the TV and turn it on, let the satellite warm up, and let's go. Can we talk about some old school wrestling now? At this I don't point think in the so because this is a fucking clip show. So Jesus book it, bitch. Christ, um, I didn't want to say it before we, you know, got our flips and dives in, but you know, here we are. It's WCW Saturday Night on TBS from June the fifteenth, nineteen ninety one. If this review portion of the show is short, um, it's blame because, them, not us. Yeah, blame them and not us. And I'm Doc. I am going to run down what happened but you don't have to add in any thoughts as i go from these don't tell segments. me what to do i'll add in all the thoughts i got two pages of notes here brother i don't know how but anyway so this <laughs> episode is the post clash 15 episode that we just did a few days ago and there are lots of replays from the clash which again uh we recorded and aired not that long ago on our Patreon feed. So remember, become a patron, tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. I say it repeatedly because there's no ads on this show, as best Dave ever said. And um, it's a great way to support the show, put a little money into the show, so whenever we got to buy shit for the show, we can do so. So tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. The intro of the show is a clip of uh, Muda versus Luger from The Clash, and Muda doing the Burger King thing when he flipped to the outside. And then we go to Jim Ross on what Ross calls a special edition of Saturday Night because it's a bunch of damn replays. Now, Doc, as I say, there's a bunch of replays. Um, you know, if this were 1991 and we missed the clash, we would have been in hog heaven. It, we'd have been oh, like yeah, two yeah, pigs yeah, yeah. in slop, Yeah, right? 100%. Okay. Yeah. So before we get into the review the, the the clips that they show and talk about briefly there is an opening match which is Tom Zink or I'm sorry the Z-man Chris Zonch's favorite wrestler versus Randy Barber now quickly doc this match I can't find it anywhere on the history of wwe.com results which they damn near have every result on their website so I have no clue what the hell is going on um but yeah, I, I, I just couldn't find when or where this took place, and I was just genuinely I curious. was going to ask you because there's a lot of empty seats, it looks like, on the far side of the hard cam, or there's a, like a tarp. Is this like one of those places that Smoky Mountain ran? Ah, that's a good question. I, I, I could not, f maybe, but I couldn't find... This fellow looks like Arn Anderson and Buzz Sawyer had a child. Yeah, we've seen him before, though. Oh, no. At one point, he had, like, beige-colored tights on that, like, matched the color of his skin, and you couldn't see where the tights... I don't like that ...and his skin stopped. Yeah. But this is um one of two matches on this show. Literally, that's it. One of two matches. So, uh, Doc, it's not very long. Uh, what do you have from this thing, if anything? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing except at the end we get the Western Union replay, and I was hoping that Western Union could not only ship me some money, but ship Z-Man out of the promotion. Look at that terrible drop kick. Yeah, it was like he kind of fell. Um, he hit the missile drop click off the top rope and wins. Uh, Doc, uh, what I said a second ago, though, I mean, if this is 1991, though, and we missed the clash and we see this show, I mean, Let's have what it, do you think? This is great. I yeah. can't believe I get to see this stuff. Yeah, we missed the class. Like, okay, because, you know, you used to go by, I think, your grandparents, and they had TBS because you didn't have cable. I would go by my Uncle Joe, and he had cable. So, um, you know, I, I would get to watch there if I if that's when I caught TBS. So, yeah, it was one of them things where, hey, you know, if I'm 
why did I just do Tommy Rich? Hey, uh, if I'm by my uh, my aunt and uncle's house, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying the fact that I got some wrestling. All right, then here we go. Here's where the replays start, okay? So the first one is, um, well, first one's actually not a re. Well, it is a replay, but it, he's, Paul starts, Paul Lee starts talking about the Great American Bash. And he mentions Luger uh, defeating Muda in a very quick match. And that was going to mean that Luger is supposed to now wrestle Ric Flair for the title at the Great American Bash. Well, um, no spoilers. Well, maybe I shouldn't spoil it for us. Let me just leave that alone. But we get a couple of cookie cutter promos from Flair, who's got Jim Cornette glasses on in this promo, and Luger talking about uh, their upcoming match at the Great American Bash, which is not going to happen. Spoiler alert after I said it. Uh, Doc, anything from that, or can I keep rolling? I just wondered on Luger if there was a naked rat on the ceiling. Because he kept looking up? Yeah. Right here? Yeah. <laughs> no. He was just, um, hey, Luger's pro is not bad. It's just quick, and it's, to the, I don't know. He's staring up into the sky like he's praying. Look, he looks, that's what he looks like he's doing. He's talking to the ceiling. Looks like there's a glass ceiling, and there's a girl spread eagle on the other oh side. Oh, my God. What? Grow up. So after all of that, we then go to a replay of Sting versus Nikita Koloff. No, I'm not stopping on the Alka-Salta commercial. In the no, I had that. Seven minutes and 40 seconds. Okay, what do you want to say about seven minutes and 40 seconds? Let me go back to it. <laughs> Alka-Salta cold medicine when you got to get relief. When you got to get relief. Can you give me some relief? All right, I'm let's telling you that relief is not just kid stuff. So then after uh, we get some relief from the commercial, we go to a replay of Sting versus Nikita at The Clash. Uh, we join it in progress. Sting won. We're not going to talk more about it. You can hear us talk about it on The Clash Review, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Uh, then we get a Sting promo. Let's hear that. Uh, yeah, let me get to it. You got something from it? I hope you can hear it. The the um I was having this this episode seems to be giving me audio issues, just so you know. So let's see. Here it is. Well, Nikita, you caught me coming through the ropes, didn't you? You met me head on just like you always do. Only thing was, I knew you were there. And this time I was coming fast towards you. This time I was the train. And although you did catch me coming through those ropes, Pal, I caught you too. Mixed it up a little bit, didn't I? Just what the Stingers know him for. Mixing it up a little bit. I don't consider this done between you and me, though, pal. No siree. Uh-uh. People say, Sting, what a great victory. A few people patting on my back as I walked through the curtain after the match was over with. Yeah, big victory. But the victory is right here. It's not done yet. It's still in my heart. I still want to get back at you. I want you to know what it's like to be surprised. Maybe one time I'll surprise you. And when I do, you're going to be sorry, Nikita Koloff. I guarantee you that. Because as long as I'm able to walk down the road, pal, I'm going to beat your buns raw. Woo! He said, I'm going to beat your buns raw. Jesus Christ. He sure did. 
And we got a, a Everett Star. Whoa, at the end, a light one, not a big He's one. He's terrible. Wow. You're talking about Sting here. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm shocked. Any, any other thoughts? Or you just want to talk about uh, beating the Buns Raw? Beating Buns Raw. Um, he says he's going to get Nikita back. So, well, he beat him, but you know what I'm saying. It's it's not over. So we'll see we'll see how that goes and where this goes. We keep the show moving. There's an ad for the Rapmaster PN News. Make sure you go to an arena soon and see him. And then we see a replay of the Danger Zone with Jason Hervey from the Clash. I'm just going to repeat: Jason Hervey got the shit smacked out of him by Paulie's phone in the back of the head, and it was great. And we break it all down on Patreon. Now, Doc, did you? Any other closing thoughts that we did not talk about when we did the Patreon, the Patreon show about uh, Jason Hervey getting the dog? It was tremendous. It was. And then Missy came out and I guess you can say saved him, ran mm. off the folks. Yeah. All right. I think so. You could, that's. What? I, that's, that's probably fair. Please tell me you're not going to play this whole thing. No, we're going to talk about it as it goes. Okay. I'm not, I'm not going to play the audio from it because it's very, very, very long. So we've been talking about the Desperados. There's, they've been showing these various clips. Well, the Desperados, we finally get to see, I guess, who they are. And it's Black Bart, Dutch Mantel, and Deadeye Dick, who is Randy Colley. They are in this old western town walking through the town you can see it on pa- on our patreon on the video version just yelling at each other constantly yelling at each other constantly Bro, I, you don't mind with this people that look like black bart are still yelling like that in 2022 <laughs> well i had something a little different i said so it felt like we were posi- we were positioning this the first couple of weeks even though we didn't see these guys to be like a serious Western type gimmick. Well, they walk past the sheriff and they turn into, after they walk past the sheriff, Larry, Curly, and Moe. They become the goddamn Three Stooges of the West. They're arguing with each other. They're a cartoon. It's it's right. very... It's not 1865. I mean, you can do a cowboy type gimmick, but why do they we... think? Why does Dutch think that WCW's on the other side of the saloon? We're almost to WCW. I don't. That's what I'm saying. They turned it into a joke. It was like the Three Stooges arguing. Like right now, we're watching Dutch and Bart, and they're arguing with each other. Hmm. They're wandering around the this old West town, and I don't know why they think. I don't know if they think that's. I thought the thing was they were looking for Stan Hansen, like he would be there. But Stan Hansen's like, this is some horrible nah, shit. Brent. <laughs> so they they walk past the marshal, and again they turn into Larry Curly and Mo. They they wander in this. Well, Dead Eye Dick Randy Colley wanders in this saloon, and. He's just a buffoon. Like he's a, I'm not trying to be mean. Special person. Yeah, they got him built like he's a special person. He's kind of like the Mongo character from Blazing Saddles. 
That's probably what it is, yeah. Except worse. Like, well, yeah, as in not entertaining at all. No, 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 no. They, they finally realize that Dead-Eyed Dick is missing, and now they got to find him. Mm. Um, there's some talk about a letter Stan Hansen wrote, but it's in actuality Dead-Eyed Dick wrote it. I, again, it's all over the place. Meanwhile, in the saloon, Dead-Eyed Dick, who's supposed to be a wrestler and a tough guy, is a buffoon, and he's not even a buffoon. He's they they build him as a special person. He ends up getting his ass whooped in the saloon. I I don't. What the piss are we watching, Doc? There's no. I tell you, I tell you sense what we're to watching. this. We are watching a real time, real life, up close and personal reverse money printer. I mean, I don't. This goes on forever for eight, nine, ten minutes. It's it's deplorable. Like it's just I we've seen a lot of dumb stuff in wrestling. So I can't make the statement that I want to make and say this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in wrestling. But it's one of the dumbest. It's top ten for sure. And this is just the first of a f- many of these from what I think happens. There's Dead Eye Dick. He's finally getting his ass whooped. He got hit in the head with a bottle. Uh, anything else, Doc, before the sheriff arrest him? I don't think we've made it halfway through as we're watching it here. This went on. Well, here's the thing. If we're going to get some tourist attraction and shut the fucker down for a while so we can cut this promo, at least it better go on for a while, I guess. Fair point. And actually, we were at the end of this one. There's another. I'm thinking of another one that went on. Whatever. I quit watching. I'm texting with LaFonda in there about something. I don't give a shit. Oh, it pissed you off that much, huh? It's just not good. All right. Continuing along. It's not good, brother. Continuing along, uh, the Bruise Cruise. They show a Bruise Cruise ad. I think we've talked a lot about the Bruise Cruise and what's going to be getting bruised in the Bruise Cruise. We then go to a replay of Barry and Arn Anderson versus Brian Pillman and Eligante from The Clash and the shenanigans that ensued. I will Hmm. tell you here that Pillman was pinned, which means he's supposed to now leave WCW since it was a loser leaves town match. Whoever took the pin has to leave. So there's that. But we go back to the green screen and Jim Ross updates us and he tells us that a newcomer had the meeting with Jim Hurd. Re- yeah, you should probably. Yeah, good God. What? This is. Well, I, the thunder just hit hit here, Doc. Uh oh, you better watch your ass, son. Here, let me play. Let me play a soundbite of this with Jr. Real quick. That was a great tag team event, and unfortunately, Fly and Brian must now leave World Championship Wrestling. But interestingly enough, yesterday morning. In the offices of World Championship Wrestling, I understand a newcomer had a meeting with Jim Hurd, and this newcomer has picked up the contracts of Flying Brian. We understand this newcomer goes by the name of the Yellow Dog. We're certainly going to keep our attention turned to the Yellow Dog, and we certainly are saddened by the departure of Flying Brian Pillman from World Championship Wrestling. 
So we got somebody named the Yellow Dog coming in, Doc. That sounds exciting. Boy, I can't wait. I mean, I wonder what made him so special that he could just pick up Pillman's contract. I, I don't know. Oh, so I guess we'll just have to stay tuned. Huh? I, we'll, we'll have to stay plugged into this. Yeah, we'll have to uh, cover the event. It, it well, was, we, we, we as industry insiders, we will need to cover the event. Boy, you know, I did, I missed this in the clash, but Slater takes a hell of a back bump to get that boot off. What did I miss? Well, I'm supposed to watch it here. Oh, when when he's taking. <laughs> okay, so they're attacking Steiner, and Slater wants to get his boot off so they can lay into Rick Steiner. And he takes a back bump so that Dickie Murdoch can pull the boot off his, off his foot. Yeah, that was pretty damn good, Doc. <laughs> good shit, pal. Good shit, pal. All right. So what happened at the clash was the hardliners, Dick Slater and Dickie Murdoch, attacked the Steiners. And uh, they seem to have damaged Steiner's arm. So they cut a promo. We do get a promo from them, the hardliners, after the clash. But they air it here from the hardliners. I want to oh. ask you something before we see it. Mm-hmm. Which one of these two do you think is more sober here? Do you want me to? Can I answer after we, wa- sure. we listen to it? Sure. And watch it? Just okay. think about it as we're watching it, everybody. Let's. We can all. This is a game we can all play. Will do. Here we go. Here's the promo. You people have just witnessed of what the hardliners, the hardline collection agency, is going to do to the Steiners. Steiners, we're out for business. We're out for blood. We're out for money. We are out for your world's tag team championship belts. And there has been nobody over the last couple years that even laid claim to fame to whipping you. But you're looking at the two men right here that has never, ever backed up any individual whether it's in the wrestling ring, in the saloon, the honky-tonks, the mud, the blood, the beer. So Steiners, that's just a fall lesson what's going to happen to you. So get ready. Dick, the Hardline Collection have got a lot of collecting to do. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as you can see, the baddest team in the world the Steiners, well, what are they doing right now, Dickie? They're laying down, crying like two babies. Well, I'm going to tell you something right now. We ain't going to march, though. We're going to walk. We're going to walk right down that aisle someday. And if you guys have got the guts to take it, because we have got the guts to dish it out, I like a damn gun fight, and so does Dick Murdoch. And Steiners, we're looking for one back. And I guarantee you we're going to get it. But I guarantee you one thing, brother. When we walk out of the ring the next time me and you and Dick Murdoch get in the ring, you're going to be wearing no titles around your waist. <laughs> this- um, it's hard. I'm going to go with Slater. But in reality, we need a breathalyzer done to figure out which one was more drunk. We need the extra strength breathalyzer that goes to 11. Yeah, I'm with you on that. That was a great in- question, though. In two years or so, we're going to, from this, we're going to have Dickie out shirtless in the snow on a balcony cutting a promo with his girlfriend. In one smoking. of the most glorious smoky segments that there was. I love it. There, he, it was, it he, was. Jimmy could, they couldn't have planned that better. I mean, they didn't oh. plan it. They didn't know the snow was going to be coming down. That's the thing. Like, it wasn't like, you know, you could just be like, oh, it's it, not like it had a million dollar budget. We want, we want it to be snowing with you shirtless sitting on a porch, cutting a promo. Like, it couldn't, it, it, it truly could not have been a better scene. And most of the, the, the snow was just, oh, happenstance. I mean, you know, it just happened to be snowing that day. Oh, uh, what'd you think of their promo, though? 
He's good. I mean, they're believable. He's sure. That's the that's the part I take from. They are believable. You know, I believe these guys. Um, I mean, I don't think this isn't how most people remember these two, but they're believable. And the outfits are kind of dumb, but as a duo and tag team, I look at those two and go, "Well, they're two beer drinking shit kickers." Like. They might not be as strong as the Steiners, but for a shoot, those two crusty old bastards can hang with Rick and Scott. You know what I'm saying? Of course. They're not like Butch Reed, Ron Simmons hang with them. Or, you know, some of the or nasty boys. Or maybe they're more similar to nasty boys, but not really. Anyway, we'll keep moving. We'll see what happens with that uh, angle in the... In the territory. Oh, I'm sorry. Promotion. As I was corrected. Who corrected you on that? Uh, some a listener was like a listener. Are they a patron? Yeah. Boy, that rain is coming down, bro. I told Jesus. you. It's it's bad right. out here. Is is um is, is this a patron? Uh, no, I don't believe so. Um, okay, then maybe you you should just listen for free and and limit that be your total interaction <laughs> with the show. All right. Unless it's something good, right? <laughs> no, I don't care. Okay. Well, Jim Ross uh, throws to a replay of Luger and Muda. Luger won. And then Jim Ross throws to a Luger promo after the match with Muda. And then Flair cuts a promo, too. Um, did you want to hear this? I mean, I don't have much from it. but I didn't No, wanna... but I thought it was neat that Luger was standing there cutting a promo with mist on his face until I realized that that mist was in Muda's mouth, and that makes it spit, and that's gross. Yeah, so I'm getting to it on the video version where we won't listen to it, but we can see exactly what Doc's talking about. Um, I, I don't think we really focused a lot on this during the clash, but it was, although it was not a good match in the sense that it was over very quickly and they job moved out. I thought it was pretty cool how Luger threw his arm in front of his face. And you can kind of see it on the promo where the green is on his forehead above where his arm was and the green miss is on his nose and below uh, where he got missed it. So he blocked the mist and that's how he beat Muda. Um, and that's what Luger talks about here. He talks about blocking the miss and meeting Muda, beating Muda that way. But it is, um, it was pretty nasty that, he shot that miss, and I was like, oh, that's gross. Uh, I think you asked me this some time ago. How much would you pay, how much would you need to be paid for Muda to miss you in the face, you know, at that? How, how much would you need to be paid? Me? Yeah. How much would you want? To be misted. Remember how Missy got misted that time? When he blew the miss and missed his face? <laughs> Jesus. How much would you need to be paid? Hmm. Hmm. There's not an answer. I'd say five grand. Wow. Okay. Any other thoughts on Luger and Flair here, Doc? Um. Flair says he's going to be here for a long time. <laughs> Boy, if that's not a. Oh, man. I was thinking in my mind, he had to know right now. I'm not fucking staying in this place, right? I think so. I'm going to be here for a long time. I guess that kind of also goes to show you the professional he is. He was trying to fight it to the very end. Mm-hmm. We can say a lot of things about Ric Flair, but when it came to pro wrestling, he was there and on time every time. Yep. 
All right, continuing along then. Uh, we get a replay of Sting celebrating with one of his little stingers and Nikita attacking Sting. That happened at the Clash. And then we get to the last or, yeah, the essentially, I guess, kind of the last uh, thing that's on the show, which is a match. So we've gone through some of the more high-profile events or matches in at the Clash. We finally get to another match on this show, and it is Dustin Rhodes and the Young Pistols. They're tagging up against the Freebirds and Bad Street. Now, Jim Ross mentions as we go to this match that the Freebirds and Bad Street defeated Tommy Rich, JYD, and Ricky Morton. Um, Morton had refused to wrestle in that match, so the Freebirds and Bad Street are the new six-man tag champs, and you did see for a second, we finally see the six-man belts, um, they had them. Humperdinck's got them you know, on his shoulders and everything uh, as the match was getting started. So we finally see the new, or we see the six-man belts. Um, JR also speculates at what's going to happen to Paul E. after how bad he attacked Jason Hervey at the Clash. Doc, uh, they gave this match about 15 minutes. I mean, it was the last quarter of the episode. So I guess I'll go to you. Um, you have any thoughts about the six-man belts, the Freebirds and Bad Street being the uh, new six-man champs, or anything uh, you want to discuss from the actual match? Well, we got a what looks to be a professional diamond doll out there. Good God. Okay. What? That's the one thing you were focused on, huh? First. See if I can. It was the thing I was focused I can, on first. Let me see if I can rewind to her. Well, Humperdinck is really dressed something special, too. I'm trying to go to when they come out. There she is. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Fabulous free birds with uh, diamond and dink. So I guess she's supposed to be diamond. No, I'd say she's not billed. Diamond is DDP. Dink gotcha. is. Okay. Yeah. Look at Bad Street. You see that feather? Blue Mask feather, yes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, the, the, look, this is like, hold on, bro. I'm glad you said something. Because I got to rewind. They're like the goddamn circus coming to town down like the aisle, it. are they not? I like it. That's the part of this I like. Then the bell rings. Look at them. Yeah. I like a crew. A good crew. Look at this shit. Yeah, it's good. There's women and feathered masked dudes and an old biker fella and a future yoga master and a guy that what can't a train stand. Wreck. Another guy that can. So let's get to 4940 where okay. we get a little, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, there you go. Dick Let me dancing. go back. <laughs> yeah. Well, say it again, Doc. What's Michael Hayes doing? Dick dancing. He goes, <laughs> he's swiveling the hips. He's swiveling them. <laughs> In the moonwalk. When's there the last go. time you think he moonwalked? Last night, right before he went balls deep in some suspect. Come on. Diamond doll. Come Look on. at think. <laughs> This is glorious. They are a circus. This is look, man. 
You know when people talk about the WCW version of the Freebirds and they're like, they're not the Freebirds. It's not the. This is the. This is the quintessential moment in a capsule when somebody says that's not the Freebirds. The way they're dressed, the way they look, the Diamond Doll DDP, Dink, Bad Street, the Masked Man is Brad Armstrong. This is the quintessential moment of. This is not the free bird. Uh, yeah, I got you. All right, keep keep, keep it. Keep well, this 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 was in what can be referred to as an innings eater in baseball. Um, this was slow. It went forever, and uh, I feel like it was done quicker and better at the clash. Well, they did this to, as you said, eat up some time. Inning eater. This, so I'd just seen it, basically, and I wasn't real interested in seeing it again. And, um, you know, they were waiting to get after the clash to have the new tape, and so they'd have some new material to air, basically. And that's all it's boiled down to, for being mm-hmm. real. There's nothing else. All right. So the way this thing wraps up finally is, because Doc is right, it's very slow, grab a hole, brother, nothing flashy. Um, they had a really good match at the Clash. Ironically, this match is much longer than the Clash match. This was like 15, 16 minutes. The Clash match wasn't even half of that, but it was still better. So there's a hot tag to Dustin. Um, Tracy was taking the heat. Dustin's in there tearing things up. Dustin hits Hayes with the Bulldog and is about to pin Hayes. And it looks like they're going to win the six-man straps, but Ricky Morton interferes, breaks up the pin. It's a DQ. The heels powder out the ring, and Rhodes and the Pistols win by DQ, but don't win the belts. And um, the other thing to note is, since it happened to the Clash and they haven't said it here, Ricky Morton did officially, or maybe they said it on commentary and I didn't make a note of it, Ricky Morton did officially join the York Foundation, which would explain why he came in and jumped Dustin right here. So there was that. Doc, any other thoughts before um, I mentioned that this was – very much a lackluster episode. They kind of just were running out the clock. 80% of it was replays. I like how Morton's contribution to becoming a corporate guy is to just put his hair in a ponytail. I mean, there is kind of something to that. Well, he did have a suit on, too, at the Clash. Let's not forget that. True. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He seems so, like he's uh, doing more, like demonstrative knuckle punches as well but other than that it's a very astute observation good point I, well you know well you're not show, right i mean let me show you throw this illegal let me let you see me throw this illegal right hand yeah it's very that's true that's true so on that note that's how this episode ends and we get a brute commercial at the end of it the essence of man come on put it on <laughs> I don't know why I chuckled at that. Uh, Doc, we need to rate it and hand out some Rolexes. I feel like in the past, whenever we've had replay shows like this, we don't really rate them. Because what is there to rate? We just we rated We got to rate it, dude. We d- Jesus. How do you rate this? Are you going to rate it an A? Because at this point in time, we're less than an hour into this whole show. And the first 30 minutes of it was flips and dives at the beginning that we normally do. Is that how you're going to rate it? I don't know. What are you? What are you saying? What are you going to rate it? Well, 
my my starting position is is it's a clip show, so it's an F. But you know, you don't like me to quote unquote play heel, even though that's what you told me to do several years ago to get the show hot. That's a lie, but okay. On um, Thanksgiving, on Thanksgiving, you're gonna lie like that to me. You're gonna lie. Well, to it's not people, Christmas, huh? so what do I care? Thanksgiving's kind of built on a lie, isn't it? Bro, actually, Thanksgiving is the best holiday. If you want to talk about holidays, I don't you care know about why? that. It's built on a lie. It's built on a here out of friendship. I'm not here's a, here. Here's a blanket. I'm not here to litigate manifest <laughs> destiny and the Europeans handing out the blankets now, to the. You also said that Christmas is based on a lie, but I don't want you to get away with that. I didn't say that. I like Christmas, but I like Thanksgiving more because Thanksgiving isn't necessarily a money sucking holiday. It's like an actual holiday where you eat with your family. And if you like me, I mean, you know, there's no heat with my family so uh I, I don't get into we don't get into the arguments that some families do because you know some families ain't got nothing but drama at, at holidays. coming by this year oh yeah he'll come by he'll come okay. by with his winston 100s yeah i like i'm worried about pop pop man he's really been like uh and if you're a new listener pop pop is not rick flair pop pop was talked about seven years ago on the show long before our friend conrad hey conrad how you doing Said Pop Pop is in terms of Rick Flair. Pop no, Pop is your Pop Pop is my my legit father in law. Um, Pop Pop doesn't seem to be doing. He's he's not. He's very um. I feel like he's like depressed and you know he's getting older and and um. I just I don't think he's doing well, man. Like, I I kind of worry about him. I try to talk to him, but he's really he doesn't really say too much, man. And my wife catches the same thing. So, but Pop Pop will be over with his Winston one hundreds. Okay, not cool, Filter Kings. And he likes he likes the new mansion. Um, I don't have a mansion. Uh, that would be you with your moat and electrocution fence on the outside, and electric gotta, eels. In, yeah, in you know, where I got to go through the guard gate, and they frisk me and pull me out my vehicle, and they take me out my truck, and they're like, uh, "Sir, you got any weapons? You got anything in here?" I go, "Hey, look, I'm legal. Here's my mm. yeah." So anyway, um. Yeah, uh, he, he's been over, and uh, he likes the the new the new crib. But again, he's not; he doesn't seem to be doing too well. Well, we'll pour one out for Pop Pop. Um, so this episode was an hour, so we're gonna have to come off the F and start bumping it up some. There was some new content, new promos couple matches but none of it was any real revelation or anything that was great so I'm going to keep it keep it on the level with everybody and give it a C I think that's fair I don't know how you give it anything else the only new stuff I watched it I watched it in about 45 40 minutes Cutting through the clips. The commercials, too. I mean, it was commercials. Where they had commercials. I got mm-hmm. it done. I wasn't pissed off when it was over, but it didn't pop me in any way either. And the clash, that's the thing, too. Like, it's not a referendum on a clash when we say, yeah, it was replay. No, the clash was good. I've we actually, all, already three of us rated the clash really, really well. Become a patron, listen to it. Tiny URL.com. We were, we were pleased with the clash. Excellent clash. 
Very much so. so mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I think I'm gonna go with a C too. I'm gonna go with a C as well because okay. it's that's fair. Okay, so here's the tough part. No, it is. <laughs> no one deserves a Rolex. Yes, they do. Okay, who are you giving it to? I'm shocked. Because <laughs> I'm giving out a reverse Rolex. Oh, you're giving it to the Desperados. You're oh Jesus Christ! And the problem is that shit's not over. It's gonna get worse. It's not it's over gone. in two ways. Oh right, exactly. You nailed it. It's not over in two ways. I'm gonna get a flag thrown on this, but I'm I'm gonna give a Rolex to Paul Lee for hitting Jason Hervey in the head with the phone again. <laughs> that already <laughs> happened. We, I know, already... but I got to see it again, and it was great again. That's why this show got a C because you got to see Jason Hervey getting his ass whipped. <laughs> but he he got as Kenny Bolin says, whether you like him or not. As Kenny Bolin says, he slapped the dog fuck out of him with that phone. It was tremendous. I mean, he's. If we I mean, wanted we to sell tickets, if we wanted to sell tickets, you could let Marks line up for a dollar to get a chance to hit him with something. <laughs> You'd be one of the Marks lined up too. Damn right. I, that guy, that kid, just wears me out. I didn't oh, like man. the way he treated Fred Savage on the original Wonder Years, and I don't like that he's in, in with Missy, and I don't like that he's at the bull drop in, and I just don't like him. And he's with Bischoff, and it's just not my thing. I'm with you. I'm I'm I, I'm right there with you, dude, for real. So okay, uh, on that note, uh, I am going to give a reverse Rolex. It's going to the Desperados. I, you know. We're a fan of Dutch from Smokey. You know, Dutch is... This is terrible. I, I Like, here's the problem. This is what this is what terrible booking does to, to a decent talent. Like, nobody's going to say Dutch was top 10 wrestler of all time and worker of all time. Maybe top five, whatever. But you look at Dutch and you look at his run in Smoky Mountain wrestling. And, and even if you want to look at the real American stuff in WWE, he did with Swagger. I mean, Dutch, Dutch is a fantastic worker he's a good solid worker he will contribute to your promotion and help you make money he ain't gonna be a millionaire at it but he's gonna help you make money he's gonna put asses in seats would you agree with that doc and yeah to do this to dutch is just absurd like if you think black bart winning the wc world-class world title was stupid and shouldn't have happened. I can show you something worse, and it's called the Desperados in WCW in 1991. This should not have happened. They turned Randy Colley into a special person, and I'm not trying to make fun of special people. It's just dumb. It is really, really dumb. And on that note, that's getting the reverse Rolex, and I am going to also give a Rolex because Doc convinced me to give it to Paul Lee for slapping the piss out of Hervey in the back of the head with the phone, 100%. Um, I was fast forwarding there through that and stopped. I saw it coming and was like, I'm going to slow down and watch again. Yeah. So and for me to slow down in a clip show means it must have been tremendous. Agree. I just realized something I forgot to mention at the beginning of the show. So let me mention it real quick. 
uh, Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh, they always do a sale for Thanksgiving. So since this is the Thanksgiving episode and like Black Friday and whatnot, um, I don't have the code as I'm thinking about it at this moment because they haven't sent it yet to, to me. But there will be a sale, probably 20, 25% on Pro Wrestling Tees. You can pick up a she- T-shirt or two of ours. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash booking the territory or just go to ProWrestlingTees.com. Go to the YouTube podcast section of the store, and then you can find Book in the Territory there. Pick up a shirt or two for uh, for the holidays uh, to wear, maybe not to your Thanksgiving meal, but your Christmas meal. And you can uh, spread the love of BTT uh, as you do that. Also, I, I've said this uh, years ago. You know what you want for Christmas? You want the gift of BTT. How do you do that? Tell your wife, your side piece, your extra piece on the side, whatever you want to call that thing or or, or her or whatever. Um, whatever you, whatever you date, maybe it's an alien. I don't care. As long as they, uh, can buy you a subscription to our Patreon and you can tell them that's what you want for Christmas and give them a link, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT and tell them to sign up and become a patron. I will be running a special where you get two months for free, uh, on, uh, if you go annual, the key is on annual, uh, the week of, uh, Thanksgiving. So it's, it's running right now as you're hearing this and it, it will end, on the Monday after Thanksgiving. So again, it's tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. If you become an annual patron, you'll get two months for free. Even if you're a monthly subscriber now, if you go annual, you'll get two months for free. So become a patron and tell your loved ones. When they say, what do you want for Christmas? And you never know, tell them that. That way they can get you a Patreon subscription. Um, Doc, shout out to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, the northern version of BTT. Slightly classy or definitely more professional, but still fun nonetheless. They support us. Please support them and give them a listen. OVP, I think, is getting close to their um, 300th episode. Um, so uh, congrats, guys, on all you've done with your show. Long term, they've stuck around booking. They uh, they aren't uh, they didn't peter out after a year, and they are consistent every single week. And then shout out to the Bottom Line Cast with Mike Pru and JV. Uh, they do the ECW show on our Patreon feed, but they also do a show on the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. So check out the Bottom Line Cast, which is free. Doc, anything else before we get out of here and ride off into the sunset? I uh, had a lot of fun today. We did Tales from the Territories uh, on Polynesian Pro and on a nice cons- little short episode of Saturday Night. No, I think I'm ready to get the fuck on out of here. Are you going to take a nap? Tuck it out? Uh, I'm going to go get uh, a haircut. Mm-hmm. That's and then um, just to let everybody know, I'm going to head on over to Costco and, and uh, participate in some savings there. Wow. A real, yeah. real nice little day planned. You'll get out in the rain? I, I have an umbrella. And, a, and a, I don't have a convertible. I mean, I'm, I'm saying that you, because. What are you, abroad? Well, now nah, you're getting somewhere. Uh, my, my wife goes to pick up uh, kids yesterday for school and I get a text it's raining I said oh shit that's terrible you're gonna melt oh she got hot no we didn't we don't have a convertible no I, that's why I asked you know if you were gonna get out it was a joke I was trying to be funny evidently you, yeah well I'm gonna be okay Okay. Well, that makes two of us then, right? Yeah, we're we're tougher than we look. A little bit, slightly. All right. Um, well, Doc, if you've got nothing else, I think um you can hit the tagline and we can ride off into the sunset on our Kawasaki mules. Book it, bitch.
The other thing here is this. You know, you know, you ever heard I mean not you, you're gonna be eating spaghettios, but you ever heard those families that have those traditions where they'll like sit at the table and go around and everybody's gotta say what they're thankful for? Uh yes, uh <laughs> yeah. God. Mostly mostly white people do this kind of stuff. So you might not know <laughs> about it. My dad's side of the family used to do that shit. <laughs> well, it, it's like we wait, go around for like five million years. Like, God, dude, can we so, can we so, can we get to can we cut this fucking bird? Because so you always the, got some long winded motherfucker who wants to talk for twenty minutes well, and tell his whole goddamn life story. Now that's where I'm going here. So this year, if your family starts this horseshit thing, <laughs> damn, roundabout, I want you, faithful army member, to stand up. Sit down, whatever it is you do, and tell your family how thankful you are for the Book in the Territory podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing. I can't promise you a shirt because I don't have access to them. But if you have some sort of video evidence of you doing this and shocked and, and dis disappointed faces on your family members so this isn't a work, and you send it to Mike, He's gonna do something for you. I don't know. We'll shout it out on the air. We'll put it up <laughs> on the YouTube page. I don't know, but I want video evidence of you just ruining your family's Thanksgiving by getting us over. That's what I want. <laughs> and, and here's the thing: it's easy. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna tell you how to do it. It's a filibuster. Basically, you're hijacking this bullshit activity. So somebody's going to walk around and thinks that they got sober this year or that they found the Lord this year or that New Year knew me worked and they lost 3.3 pounds this year. You stand up and you say, man, I'm thankful that every Sunday night and every Thursday night, Booking the Territory comes out. Man, those guys are awesome. There's this ex-professional wrestler, Mike, and this guy named Harper. And the real star of the show is Doc, and he does all this, and you just keep going on and on about the show and see how long you can go before you get kicked off the stage. <laughs> That's what you need to do. And, and, and see, you get us over, you videotape it, you get you know internet famous, and you teach those sorry-ass family members of yours never to do this stupid shit again. Where? Where? where did you just come up with this on the fly, or did you have this as a note written down? <laughs> I, I I just it I it just popped into my head. You know I always have random thoughts. Like I'll send you a text or an instant message, and you're like, "What the hell are you thinking?" These things right. just pop up in my head, and, and I was disappointed this week because I didn't have any docaholic spotlights. I need something to, to from the docaholics out there to uh, make me giggle, and this would do it, bro. To you, you know, it's funny is, and we're getting ready to get out of here, bro. And uh, who knows? There may be a world class championship wrestling patron preview at the end of this if we can get to it tonight. But the funny part about that would be so awesome is that if at the end of the person giving the speech about how great Book in the Territory is, Book in they, they said they yeah. said two things, and I hate to do this again, but they said, "I'm just here to be blessed and be a blessing." And then they said, book it, bitch. <laughs> and just sit down like you didn't do anything out of right. the ordinary. Fold, right. your, fold your hands together and just look at the next person around You're the right. table. <laughs> look, look like there's nothing out of the ordinary. It just was like a normal day, normal Thanksgiving, nothing else happened. Just kind of do that, do that kind of like 
self-assured knowing nod to the aunt, at aunt Janet who's next and like it's your turn right right and then just keep it moving and, <laughs> and then maybe hit him with <laughs> yeah I say baby's got a pot roast on <laughs> you know like time to eat motherfuckers but uh thank you cause uh I was blessed in being a blessing <laughs> Well, I was just thinking, you know, if you're like your little Uncle Jimmy is next, you could be like, all right, little fella, it's your turn. And slap me on. All right. What you ought ought to do if you want to, like, really spice – this is another alternative idea – is just speaking kind of the wrestling things that we talk about. Talk it drops to all your family. Call everybody a little fella and, uh, you know, just every time anybody says, that's real classy, Aunt Janet. (laughs) Just, yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> would be awesome. Just start a, conversa- <laughs> start a conversation about the merits of the Golden Girls and pop, tar- <laughs> pop tarts. And how, be how so great. How you're thinking? Tell, tell, like, especially for college age. Tell them like you're thinking about relocating to the Smoky Mountain area. Just see what happens. <laughs> I can't see somebody like like somebody's uncle or aunt who's like old and is like, oh man, you ever tried such and such? Boy, that's that's hard to do. And like the guys at the table, one of our listeners just goes, it ain't that fucking hard, guys. <laughs> and here's the thing: these 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 holidays are painful, man. You got to get through them however you can. You know, I'm going to be watching the Cowboy game, which might end up making it more painful. I'm probably going to be drinking as much as I possibly can. It, it, you got to you got to combine some shit. So drink a lot. <laughs> if you got somewhat long hair, you could fluff it a lot, like Doctor Tom all day. <laughs> Just got to try to pop yourself and get through this day. <laughs>